my invitation for you today is to tap into the truth of who you are. And my guest is global brand and messaging strategist Blair Paddenhop. Blair is the host of the Brand Yourself podcast, where she guides her listeners to lean into their authenticity and shares the journeys of spiritual teachers, doctors, and wellness entrepreneurs. Most recently, she co-founded Postpartum, a media company designed to help revolutionize the postpartum experience. Formerly, she worked at Harper's Bazaar, Dress for Success Worldwide, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and Parsley Health. Blair was one of my very first guests on this podcast in 2018 on episode 10, if you want to check that out. And in the past few months, Blair and I have had a few really potent conversations about social media, branding, how the industry has been changing. And it felt really exciting and aligned to have Blair back on to honestly share about where we're at in our journeys, some of the behind the scenes thoughts around launching courses running masterminds, and hosting podcasts. We discuss identity shifts and how they translate on social media, Blair's experience becoming a mom, and postpartum entrepreneurship, learning to prioritize yourself as a mom. And one thing I want to say, whether you are a mom or planning to be one or not, there are so many beautiful nuggets here that I believe apply to all of us. We talk about the power of stillness, finding peace within duality, how to choose what to focus on as an entrepreneur, and make sure you listen to the very end to get Blair's super valuable tips for creating a strong wellness brand in today's landscape. You can find all previous episodes, show notes, resources, and more on kseniabrief.com slash podcast. And before we dive into this conversation with Blair, which, by the way, was recorded before the podcast name change, so if you hear us talking about funded by source, that's why, I wanted to share with you that I received very clear guidance to take down ConsciousSocialMediaMethod.com, which hosts all of my courses and workshops. This is where my signature program, Conscious Social Media Program, lives, as well as workshops that I have led myself, like the one from last year where I taught 5D storytelling through short-form video, as well as different workshops which I partner with other awesome people for, the one with Sophie Sheesh on managing your energy instead of your time, one with Nikki Brathman on using human design principles to find ease and spaciousness in how you show up on social media. And I'm truly proud of that work. And I've seen so many beautiful ripples that those programs and offerings have had on people even years later after taking those workshops and programs. And I know that for me to be able to be fully present with what I'm meant to bring to the world right now, it's important to clear my plate and not give my energy to anything that is less than 100% yes. So if you have purchased any programs or workshops from the website, then look out for a note from me. All of the access will be available to you through the end of November. That's November 2021. So this is your loving push to take advantage of everything, dive into 
programs and workshops that you perhaps have purchased but didn't really go through. And if you haven't bought or signed up for a program or a workshop that speaks to you, or maybe you just heard me talk about it and that piqued your curiosity and something in your heart got awakened, then make sure you take advantage of it because I don't know when I will be launching any group courses or programs or workshops next. I know that the highest contribution that I can bring to the world right now is through these podcast conversations, through content that's coming up on YouTube, as well as some of the podcast interviews that are published in video form there, and also through my one-on-one consultations, which I'm calling digital attunement sessions, because oftentimes the top of the iceberg that brings us together is specific business or social media questions or strategic questions on how to express your medicine in this world through social media. But then what we address in those sessions and the energy that we clear out, expand, invite in, and calibrate just covers such big territory. And it's truly my joy to be a vessel for this work and work with you one-on-one in that way. You can find those sessions on kseniabrief.com. All of my offerings are there. And once again, Conscious Social Media Method, all the programs and workshops will be taken down end of November 2021. So if you want to peek into what's over there, this is your invitation to do that. And as someone who has signed up for a lot of online courses myself, I actually think there's something really powerful in having this limited time frame in which you must go through content because when there isn't limitation in terms of time, I find that I just never finish programs. And sometimes me going through one module of a 10 module program is exactly what I need to move me forward because we know that growth and expansion is so much more than just linear progression of learning. But sometimes there's such satisfaction of knowing that you have fully completed a program and you've learned tools and have applied it and done the homework. Because with those programs, especially with Conscious Social Media program, that is an eight-week journey with meditations and visualizations, journaling practices, and very specific strategic guidance as well, on expressing your medicine, your message, and what you are meant to bring into the world at this time, it's very multidimensional. So some of the exercises that seem very much on the surface and strategic actually awaken certain aspects of yourself that may have been dormant that end up rippling through and continuing to awaken and come online for weeks and months and years to come. So know that no matter how much of my programs or anyone else's programs you have done, know that by honoring your yes, when you are called to sign up for something, you are reinforcing the guidance that is given to you at all times. And wow, I didn't expect I would go there. But one of the reasons I am called to take down all of my programs is because our world is changing so rapidly And I find such vital importance in being with what is and creating moment by moment in every single area of our business and lives. 
And I know that if I'm called to do another group program or a workshop, it will most likely be live because there's something really potent at this specific time in history in us coming together and sharing space, even if it's only virtual. All right, that's it for my announcement. I am so grateful to have you here. Enjoy this conversation with my guest, Blair Badenhop. May it remind you the truth of who you are. Blair, welcome back to Funded by Source. I mean, this is your first time on this podcast with a new name, but you have been a guest before. You were one of the OG guests, actually, on episode (laughs) 10, which we recorded in person, and I made you matcha, which apparently you still remember. Oh my gosh, that day was so special. It was the most beautiful day. It was, I think it was a couple of days before my birthday in June. And I just remember it was warm, it was a blue sky. And then we went to this, you know, your beautiful apartment in Brooklyn. And of course, you know, both of you are like artists. So your space was beautiful. And then, yeah, you made me one of your famous drinks with a little CBD in it. And <laughs> we just had such a lovely time. It was so much fun. And it's actually documented not only in podcast form, but also on YouTube, which is something that I did in the very beginning of the podcast and now I'm coming back to. And actually, I'm very, very excited about And immediately I'm like having so many different thoughts about business and SEO and how YouTube is such a powerful engine. And Mm. that's one of the reasons I love connecting with you because you're someone who has this extensive background in branding and yet you are so tapped in into your intuition and into inviting others to listen to their inner guidance. And I remember a couple of months ago, I came across a couple of your IGTVs where I just felt like we're so on the same page because you were sharing about how, yes, there's some specific social media things you can do for your brand, but if it's not aligned with your inner guidance, then it doesn't really matter and it's not going to propel you forward. So in light of that, tell me where you are now in your life and your business and how things have shifted and anything else that feels alive to kick this conversation off. Well, thank you. And I'm so excited to be back and chatting with you. It's always just feels so good to be in your presence and you're just such a special human. So I'm honored to be here again. But yeah, so I feel like I have a bit of duality going on in my world right now when it comes to my, my work for the past seven years have been a brand strategist and messaging strategist and business mentor to entrepreneurs in the wellness space. And I'm really devoted to empowering my clients to lean into who they really are in order to create online presences that are naturally magnetic. Because what I've found in my own life and in my own business and working with my clients is that the more we can own what makes us who we are, the more magic we can tap into and the more originality we can tap into and the more creativity we can tap into. And it's because we're, you know, divine beings in, you know, these human forms. And in this lifetime, we're here for a reason. We're here to contribute whatever we're best at contributing and where we feel the most drawn. And I love that you talk about aliveness, like where you feel most alive. And 
a lot of times we deny our truth and we kind of try to fit inside a box because we see outside ourselves what everyone else is doing and thinking, oh, that has to be the way to be successful. But I believe and have seen that the more you you let go of what you think you should do and lean into what feels right and feels alive, that is really where the magic happens and and where you can build something that feels deeply aligned and successful. And so that's what I'm really passionate about helping people do is tap inward to their intuition, to that inner wisdom that has those those visions for them and those sensations and feelings of, of what feels good. And instead of, you know, taking a, a more cerebral approach to business, taking a more intuitive approach. And I think we can marry both the masculine and feminine together in business because, you know, we need both for balance and they both have, you know, power to them. And so, you know, I, I think that we live in a world where the masculine is very dominant when it comes to business creation and so I really want to be part of that paradigm shift where we lean more in the feminine direction and can learn to integrate them both. So that's what I do in my kind of core business and have been for years now. And I still feel really connected to it. At the same time, I became a mom, you know, two years ago, and I knew that was going to transform my life and my work and what I felt was next for me. And I sat in a lot of, you know, uh, uncertainty for a while about that. And then last year, or I guess, yeah, it was last year. <laughs> I had this kind of download for another idea, a business idea where, you know, we would create a, a content platform for, uh, that would really be designed to empower women postpartum. Because when I had my, my daughter, I felt so like unsupported by our healthcare system. I felt like my family didn't know how to show up for me. I felt like everyone kind of just assumed I knew what I was doing and I would just figure it out. And then I was like burning out. Like by month eight, I was just so depleted and I, I knew that my health wasn't in a good place. And mentally I was having a lot of anxiety and I was I had a couple of panic attacks. Um, and that was on you that never happened to me before. And I think also like collectively, you know, we have the pandemic going on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of social justice st stuff happening over the summer and it was all a lot. And I'm an I'm an empath and I feel a lot. I'm, I have a cancer moon. I'm just I'm very emotional and connected to feelings and environment and what's happening. And I just was so overwhelmed. And it just really made me angry that there wasn't more out there to guide me, um, support me without me having to seek it out. And I'm a wellness conscious person. I know like what to do to take care of myself. I have I have resources to do that, but I really wanted someone to kind of take me by, me by the hand or at least a place I could go to learn more about what I could be doing and to know I wasn't alone because last year was also very isolating. Um, so in June of this year, I kind of, well, Earlier this year, I came together with two other women who, you know, share the same passion that I do for this topic. And we decided to co-found a company together called Postpartum, which is spelled P-S-T-P-R-T-M, because there are just so many gaps in that space. And we really just wanted to create a conversation around this, uh, shine a light on it, and just be a resource for women who are newly postpartum, whether it's for the first time or the fifth time. And so I have that going on too, and I'm the head of brand there and, um, you know, partnerships and just building the business piece of it. And, you know, that's another thing that I'm doing on top of being a mom. And so it's it's been really interesting this year to 
step into that and to still con- continue to do the work that I've been doing for many years. And I, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I don't know which one I'm going to lean more into. I don't know you know, how that's going to take shape. And I've, you know, been told by a few astrologer friends this year that I'm not supposed to be clear right now, um, which is challenging. But I also trust in life and I trust in myself. And, you know, I have been trusting my intuition in the creation of both of these things. So yeah, that is what's alive. That's what's happening over here. My friend Jasmine sent me this meme the other day where it's kind of a picture of kids taking a test and the universe is passing the ego the note with an answer and the ego opens it up and it says be comfortable with not knowing and Mm -hmm. you're not alone in this I think most of us if not all of us feel that way and I really do feel that this new paradigm of business and life and humanity which we don't really have the words for yet because this is the first time this is all unfolding in this constellation. There is no roadmap for it. We've never been in this place as a humanity. And it takes being with the unknown, no matter how uncomfortable it gets, and taking it one step at a time, one breath at a time. And it it's, can be very, very uncomfortable. So how do you address and be present with the discomfort as you still run these different companies and run offerings and fulfill your role as a mom and a wife? Mm. It's a great question. Um, well, I think entrepreneurship prepared me for this because, you know, when I when I stepped into my work back in 2014, it was really, really scary. And I didn't know some months how much money I was going to make, if I was going to be able to cover rent. And I just had to really trust in how things unfolded and trust in myself and trust in the universe. And everything did always work out because I just combined that trust with action. But these days, uh, you know, there it's there's so much more. I'm I have a lot more that I'm responsible for. I have um, my own well-being to take care of, which, you know, when you become a mom, it it's one of the hardest things to prioritize is yourself because everything else has to get done. And then you're tired and you're like, oh, the last thing I want to do is something mm-hmm. for myself. Um, but that is something I've been working on. And I know that if I don't do that, then I can't survive. I, I will get caught in the cycle of burnout. So things that I've done for myself um, to do all of the things is make sure that I'm supported. So I'm so lucky that I have a husband who is really uh, an amazing dad and wants to support me in every way. And so he's my like number one fan and the person that I think empowers me to do everything that I do. So him, and then of course they've, we've had different, you know, childcare support over the years. Um, you know, we had a few part-time nannies and then, um, my mom has helped and then we had a babysitter over the summer and now we have Violet in school. Um, so if I didn't have that support system, I definitely wouldn't be able to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just carving out space for stillness um, because, you know, when you have 
like for me, I have so many things I could be doing in any given moment and I could easily get caught in like, okay, I'm just going to keep on doing things and not not pause and, and be still. And stillness is where I find relief. It's where I find my center. It's where I new ideas and things flow into my awareness. And so stillness looks like just like laying on the floor or taking a walk outside or breathing or like a small short meditation, journaling, just anything that can, doesn't include any external stimuli like my phone or another activity. And it really has been a practice of being present where I am over the past couple of years instead of getting caught in planning um, or I don't know. It just has really helped me to be where I am. And when I'm with my daughter, I'm with my daughter. When I'm working, I'm working. When I'm with myself, I'm with myself. When I'm with my husband, I'm with my husband. Instead of trying to have all these other things that I'm doing or carrying. And I think also just giving myself permission to not be perfect, to let it be messy at times, to know that it's not always going to, you know, like having a child is one of the most unpredictable things, unpredictable factors in your life because, you know, they could, you know, get sick with a cold and be home or, you know, something could, could shift with their schedule or the way they're sleeping and it disrupts everything else. So just like really rolling with the disruptions and the changes and the fact that nothing's ever permanent. It's just, it's really forced me to be really present and also to try to really make my own, you know, sleep and, you know, stress relief a priority because when I don't do that, I don't show up as the best version of myself and I don't feel as good and everything's harder. So Mm. I would say support self-care, and then just letting it be unpredictable, messy. Um, and, you know, there, <laughs> it's it's really been a, a journey of discomfort for two years, like on a, on a totally different level. Like there was a few years ago, probably like 2011, um, where I had this like horrible breakup and it, my life just fell apart and it felt like the most stressful experience. And Same. I had to live on my own and it was like I was alone a lot and I just didn't know what to do with myself. And then the last two years, it's been kind of this, uh, just a bunch of discomfort at once. I never felt like, I guess, the deep despair that I felt during that breakup, but it's been just like this endless level of, you know, the pandemic's going on, that's stressful. Then, you know, managing motherhood, managing businesses, managing my relationship with my husband and managing other relationships and just kind of, and then also like trying to take care of myself. It's been just like a lot of constant. And at the same time, like I have been able to find so much joy and beauty in it because I have gotten in the habit of being present where I am. And we recently moved out of the city to a house and near closer to nature. And I have nature around me. And anytime I'm outside in nature and I look up at the sky or the trees, I'm just reminded that everything is okay. And that these trees are such a beautiful example of when there's chaos going on, they still stand strong, they're centered, they're rooted, kind of unfazed by all of the the activity that's happening outside them. And it's just the most comforting reminder that, you know, I, I can choose 
to be more that way than getting swept up in everything and also swept up in the the stories of, oh gosh, this is so hard. Oh gosh, this will never end or oh, whatever. But really being like, I have to, if I'm just present in my life, everything's okay. Right. Because the trees don't exchange stories of how complicated that storm last night was. They just be with whatever shows up in the moment. And Mm -hmm. the the interesting point that you bring up is this idea of how do I choose what to do? As an entrepreneur, there are so many possibilities and directions we can take our businesses at any given moment. And what I heard you say is that in stillness is where you get your directions and steps for what to do. And I'm curious, what are some of those things that you have been guided to give your energy to because you could do masterminds and online courses or double down on podcast or do more Instagram content. So what are some of the directions that you have felt called to do and how has that been going? I guess I would say that I have leaned into the things that feel either really easy and natural for me and things I feel like are fun and I'm passionate about. So this year, and also another thing I've done is really follow my curiosity. So this year has been a a big experiment for me because I knew I was going to be launching this other platform. And then I knew I also wanted to do something a little bit different in my business is to see, you know, if I could fulfill this desire that I'd had for a few years and also what it would impact it would have. Um, so that was experimenting with a mastermind group and that I've been running for the past uh, five months. It's a six month group. And that was something I'd always wanted to do because I was feeling, you know, in the work that I do branding, it's, there is some depth to it, but a lot of it is about creating the external presence of somebody's business and what that feels like and looks like and sounds like. And I found in my work that I was really drawn to people's inner blocks and kind of the mindset work and connection to intuition or lack thereof. And I wanted to create a container that helped them do more of that behind the scenes inner work so that they could remove the things that might be blocking their clarity, their magnetism, their connection to the work that they were doing in a deeper way. And so I decided to experiment with that. And that was really fun and has been so fun and also has felt very spacious. Um, Usually I run a group experience three times a year that I love, but it's definitely a lot more work. And this was a way for me to do a little bit less, but go deeper and do something new. And I really loved that. And I'm not sure if I'm going to do it again in 2022, but I had to just really, that was really uncomfortable for me to, to make that decision and, and go that route and take a leap of faith and a risk. But I knew that I was only going to find out the truth if I tried it. So I would say that was an example of following my curiosity. And then I, whenever I do my group experience or wellness brand, I just feel like I'm channeling. Like I feel that in that experience, I am using every single gift that I have. And I just started the the last group of this year. And I was just so reminded of that, like taking a break from it, only running it twice this year really helped me seek with clarity 
why this program matters to me so much and how easy it is for me. And I just feel this ease and I can still, you know, have fun in it and also connect with the most incredible human beings. Every single group I run, I just, just like, wow, like these human beings I'm attracting are so amazing. And what they're creating is so amazing. I'm so honored that they chose me and they want to be part of this and that I can be part of their journey. Um, so that's an example of ease is just, you know, continuing to do something that I know really well and that I know is leveraging everything I have to offer in, in one really beautiful experience. And then passion, I just felt really angry and like something needs to shift when it comes to the way that postpartum is perceived, the way that women are treated and that there just needs to be a big shift because just from a systemic perspective, the mother does not receive much guidance and support. And there are other countries out there that provide that, but the United States is is pretty poor at it. Uh, so that infuriates me. We deserve better than that. The mother is such a massive force in the world and her influence on her children and her family and her community is really big. And, and women are so much more susceptible to developing disease and imbalances after they give birth because they are, you know, you're low in iron, you've lost a lot of blood. There's just other things that can become issues longer term that you just don't realize because no one's really educating you about it. And so my passion was really ignited for this topic because I became a mom and, you know, I felt I wasn't supported in the way that I deserve to be and all women deserve to be. And so I wanted to do something about that. And that's why this other platform was born. And I knew I couldn't do it by myself um, because I'm not a women's health expert and, you know, I'm, I can't do all the things. So um, these two other amazing humans who are running it with me are, um, you know, we don't know where this is going to go, but it just is such an important issue. And we really want to do something about that. So that is, you know, how I have um, leaned into my instincts and my the sensations I feel within my body, and you know, uh, used what I know and what I'm good at in in my work, and still been able to feel really fulfilled, even though it's been a giant experiment this year. Hmm. I want to get back to the mastermind in a little bit, but while we're on the topic of postpartum, what I'm curious to know is. When you started to look for support, whether that's groups of moms or publications or people sharing their own experiences on Instagram, what did you not find that you are now out to create with postpartum? Oh, I just felt like everything was so scattered. You know, you'd go one one place for something, another place for another. And, and you know, I'm not the type of person who likes to join, I don't know, like a, a postpartum support group. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I would have, but I just didn't see anything. And I felt like there were all of these articles out there, but they weren't really getting to the heart of it. Like it wasn't really um, these real experiences and diverse experiences. It was a lot of the same stuff that was kind of regurgitated and talked about in different ways. And I think that there were very few people talking about like the lack of postpartum care after pregnancy. And there are just so many things that weren't in one space. And I think that's what the gap, what I saw as the gap was that there just wasn't one platform that kind of covered all the things and addressed these key issues while also empowering the mother to really 
take care of herself, to know what to do in different circumstances, and to kind of talk about the most common issues, challenges, concerns that come up in that, you know, first year plus um, after you have a baby. And traditionally, postpartum is defined as that first six weeks, we've had the fourth trimester be defined, which is that first three months after you have birth. But really, postpartum is a two-year journey mm-hmm. um, of of finding your footing, of healing, of adjusting to motherhood and starting to come back home to yourself. And I didn't really feel physically like myself till around 18 months where I was just like, okay, I feel like my body is finally back to like it felt like like hormonally almost back to itself then. Um, And then, you know, there's just so much that happens in that time period. And it's kind of like, you know, if you look for postpartum information, it's like, okay, fourth trimester, like, okay, like, bye, no more information for you. Like anything after that point Mm. isn't considered postpartum, but it is because some, some women don't experience postpartum depression or anxiety until six months, a year later. It, like there's so much stuff that can come up mentally. And then also physically, you know, we have to be actively supporting our bodies and restoring nutrients and, you know, that it's never too late to do that. Um, so if somebody realizes they have a you know, diastasis, abdominal separation or something going on with um, incontinence or whatever. Like those are all things that are due to the birth experience and there should be support for that for, you know, beyond that, you know, postpartum period, quote unquote. So I think we're just trying to redefine what postpartum is. And a lot of people think postpartum depression when they hear postpartum and it's kind of like, that's what it means, but it's not that. And we're trying to redefine how people perceive it, how, you know, mothers perceive it, how our, our families perceive it, how culture perceives it, because in order for people to understand what it is, we need to redefine what that word means. And that's really what we're on a mission to do. So I think those are the areas that I felt there was a gap that we needed to open up the conversation to expand the way that we're seeing it and seeing ourselves. I think a lot of mothers are, you know, thinking this is just motherhood. I'm it's so if I feel exhausted all the time and if I feel moody and like that's just how it is. And it's it's not you're not supposed to just be in survival mode all the time. You're supposed to find a way to thrive and we deserve that. And so that's really what we're trying to do. I think one of the interesting things about it is that postpartum journey is this time-limited experience. So even if there have been bloggers or publications talking about some of those things that you would want to address and bring up, it's hard to find because it was a while ago. Once your postpartum period is over, it's over. You don't usually talk about it to others, right? And you know, a lot of the times you're so busy during that time that you don't really have the time to seek or to share. So I can totally see why having this dedicated space is just such an important piece. Yeah, it's it's so true. And it's just, everyone has such a different story and experience. And when we're able to really also highlight the different experiences of other people, we start to realize, oh, like I'm not the only one who went through that. I'm not the only one who couldn't breastfeed and had decided to exclusively pump for eight months. I'm not the only one who did a triple feed, who did breastfeeding and bottle feeding and pumping. Um, you know, like there's so many different things that we're kind of, you know, we feel shameful about or something didn't work out the way we thought it was supposed to. And 
we're able to really see ourselves in other people's stories. And I think storytelling is so powerful. And, you know, that's what really gives people that feeling of like, oh, I see that. I, I was that. I that happened to somebody. I had no idea that that happened. Um, it helps us to really connect with the human experience. So we're, we're really trying to show that there's so many different experiences within the postpartum period too, because I think one of the problems is that we're just fed a, a certain story or experience about what it, sh- what it looks like traditionally. Um, and that's, and then we measure our experience against it. And if we don't fit into that, then we think there's something wrong with us or, you know, no one else has had the same experience, but that's not true. So we're really trying to expand that. Hmm. Let's talk about identity shifts. Becoming a mother is a huge identity shift that from what I understand has had an impact on your business as well. And even outside of that, I feel that so many of us are moving through some sort of shedding and stepping into new territories and how we show up in our offline worlds and in our online worlds, in our offerings into really everything. You know, for me, I know Breakfast Criminals has been a big piece of my identity that I've identified with so much. And then I changed that Instagram handle to at home with Xenia and then I got completely lost in what am I doing? What am I sharing? You know, who am I? And so instead of continuing to show up from a place of should, I decided to take an intentional break until I get the whisper to come back if I ever do. And so in your experience, I'm curious, how has all of these identity shifts you're going through, how has that impacted how you show up online and how you decide what offerings to share with people? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I f- I'm still in it. I think that this has been a huge challenge for me, uh, especially since having a, a baby. I felt I wanted to really go inward more and become more introverted and not open up to all the details of my life because I was so immersed in a new experience. And I was very torn about this because I'm like, oh, I should be showing up. I should be sharing more about what it was like for me um, in these different moments. And I just didn't feel called to do that. And that was hard because I was like, well, I have an online business that, you know, how am I going to make sure I remain relevant? And, you know, so I, I, I had that inner voice and have had it for the past two years really, and have heard that voice at times have been influenced by that voice, but mostly I have really aligned with my truth and just posted when I felt inspired to. And I think that's what I've just leaned into is like when I feel called to, I I do. And when I have maybe something more strategic going on, like a launch, I, I map out my launch plans. I, I create kind of like my my plans for my content, and then I make sure that I'm sharing from an inspired space. But I would say that that's really been my biggest struggle is like, who am I? Who am I now? And how do I show up on these platforms? Because I was very clear on my identity before I became a mother. And then I became a mother. And then I was, and then I noticed that I was feeling like so many things were shifting within me. Like my, my, my desire to go deeper in my work, my desire to start something new and all of it feels all over the place to me. And, and so like on my Instagram, I used to always just share a lot of business stuff and offer value around that. And I've found myself, you know, sharing a bit more personal things because 
right now what's alive for me is is my personal experience of being a mother and just kind of the desire to do something about the postpartum experience, to be someone who is having an impact there because I care about it. And then peppering in those things related to the other stuff that I, I do with my clients, which is really honoring truth and connecting to your intuition, which are things that I live that that is how I live my life is connected to my truth and leading with intuition and letting my my feelings be my guide or just kind of the, maybe I shouldn't say feelings, but more like the intuitive cues I get from my body um, be the thing that informs my decisions. Uh, so I think that, you know, and you and I've had a conversation about this because I was like, Ksenia, help me. <laughs> what do I do to merge everything together? And I think that the simplest thing that was so helpful for me was just to share what I what I feel inspired by, what I, what is alive for me, as you would say. And that has helped me so much because it's in any moment, if I'm inspired to take a photo or I'm inspired to share something, I do that. And I've noticed that that just feels like it's taken so much pressure off where I thought, okay, I need to figure out exactly what my identity is and how I present that identity on Instagram. And and once I do that, I'll feel so much better. But I think just really letting it be more fluid and feminine, um, I think gives you so much freedom in the creation process. So I would say that my identity is still evolving. I think if you look at my Instagram, you you can tell that I'm a mother. You can tell that you know this is my passion work that I care about the mother. I care about um, helping people honor their truth and follow their purpose and connect with their intuition. And all of my content is really anchored in that. So that's still me. Um, at the same time, I feel like I'm still figuring a lot of things out and I don't feel totally clear or solid or grounded in, okay, this is me and this is how all these things fit together. I'm still kind of in that process. And I think that that's just my lesson um, in this season of life is that I'm not meant to maybe know exactly how it all fits together. I'm just meant to be in it. And it's one of those things that I might look back on years from now and be like, oh, okay, I get how all that stuff happened mm -hmm. and why it happened how it fit together now that at the time I didn't. And that's just, you know, that's just, I feel like the bigger lesson we're all learning when it comes to identity right now is just like, we have to, to just let go of all of the definitions, all of the, I know what this is and I know who I am and I know all these things, but it's, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like we're dropping out of the mind, um, and more into being in life and flowing through life and being present in life versus, you know, having to control and define and fit everything inside a neat little box so we all understand what it is. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe that's why I feel this way and why so many of us feel this way because things are coming undone, you know, all, this, all the things we've known in our, our world, you know, Thanks to this age of Aquarius we're in, um, as they say, things are shifting in a massive way. And so I think all of us are going to feel like we're also shifting. Mm. Yeah, you know, with social media, I think we used to be able to compartmentalize our presence and say, this is my business account and you'll find business information here. But as we all become more conscious of the fact that how we do every little thing is how we do everything, we become increasingly more 
interested in being aligned with people we buy from, people we follow, people we work with, and being aligned in more than just the one aspect of them, which is what they offer. But really, you know, who are they? What are their values in life? And I know for me, that's something that I look for. And sometimes I might align with someone on things that are totally informal and personal, and then I end up working with them or buying from them because there's this inherent understanding. The other aspect of what you mentioned is not knowing and continuing to show up. It's been such a big lesson for myself as well. And one of the things that my mentor, Michelle, is always inviting me into is with my mastermind, and I want to hear more about yours too and why it was such an expansive and scary experience. I know for me it was because I was intuitively given some guidelines on what the container is about, what are some of the activities we're going to do, and a lot of the rest was unknown because it was this huge invitation to be with what is and be with what comes up in every moment. And like you said, I also feel things and messages and intuitive hits come through me for people as I'm in this space, but I don't know what it's going to be beforehand and I can't think my way to it and I can't really put it on a sales page because it's such an in the moment being present thing. So that was my experience with a mastermind and that's why it was so scary because there was so so many unknowns. And that's why it was wildly uncomfortable at times and also the most beautiful, expansive and connected experience because each person who was magnetized into that container had medicine for each other. And it was just such a symphony that played out where I was the invitation for it to come together, but really we all were the contributors and the vessels for what was meant to come through. And the truth is that Everything that unfolded in that container is a small fraction of the ripples that will continue happening in the world as a result of us as those lighthouses of conscious humans being together in that container, committed to raising consciousness, committed to clearing out anything that's in our beings that's not of highest good and just showing up continuously in the unknown. So what was your experience with the mastermind and what are you getting from what I'm sharing? I think the reason I felt so uncomfortable with it as well is because it wasn't as, it isn't as structured as my other program is where we have a week by week curriculum and there's, you know, very specific things we're working towards. And this group that I pulled in each person is super different in what they're creating and where they are in their business. And so they're, there was just a lot of different things that were coming up for people, not exactly the same things. And so I felt, I think I felt a, because there wasn't as much structure, I felt really uncomfortable with that because I was like, oh God, am I doing enough? Am I providing enough value here? You know, and it felt, it just felt like a risk. And I also was hoping to sign up more people then wound up coming in. And I definitely trust in, you know, who's supposed to be there and, and everything, but it was a financial risk for me to do this instead of the other. And so I, and I, <laughs> it was just such a wild time when I launched this thing. So I, it started right after we moved into our new house and right before 
we were launching postpartum.com. And so I was just, I knew all these things were going to be happening at the same time, but I threw myself into it anyway. I was like, you can figure it out. And this is what I do. And so there was the added, you know, stress of all these other elements going on. However, even though at the beginning it was stressful and it felt uncertain, I feel like the kind of experience I created for these women and for the the container that they are in, I feel that we have the most deep connection. I feel like they're not just my clients, but they're my colleagues. They're they're friends. They're people I've connected with every single week for the past five months. And I've seen them grow and expand in their in their own ways and in their businesses. And I've seen the value of bringing in other experts for them to connect with and the value of our private one-on-one relationship and then also our group relationship. And and it's been really cool to just feel that intimacy in a different way than I have before because, you know, all of my other programs are like 10 plus people. So it was really uncomfortable for all of those reasons, but I see all the the gifts in it. And I think what it's really taught me is that I can integrate a lot of what I've built into the mastermind into my year wellness brand program or into something that's maybe not a mastermind experience, but is more like a continuation um, experience for people who do your wellness brand. Um, so I'm kind of still gathering like my own inner, you know, um, inventory of of what I want to do if I want to do it again. But it it felt like a leap of faith. It felt like something I always wanted to do. It felt unstructured and uncomfortable, and I was worried that it wasn't going to be enough value. But at the same time, I know that it has been really valuable. Mm. You know, I had all the same worries. And I also just threw myself into it, even though it was really uncomfortable and scary. And I also know that being able to invite other guest experts to be part of the experience and be this kind of distributor of resources and attention and intention is also a really beautiful role in itself. And what I've also learned is that when we have structure, like the conscious social media program for me is also a lot more structured and there's a week by week curriculum and meditations and visualizations and journaling prompts. It's really a journey that's really well mapped out when the mastermind isn't. There's a loose container and themes for each month and specific Mm -hmm. meetings with specific experts. But what I learned is that when we have that, when we don't have that structure and that map to fall back on as a source of our worth and our value and what we provide, that's why it's so wildly uncomfortable because it teaches us to trust that just our presence is not just, it's huge and it's of huge value. And there's lots of gifts and healing and clarity that flow through us to everyone involved when we allow ourselves to trust that we heard the whisper to create the container and this moment of time for a reason. And that those people who signed up, no matter what the number is, they're divinely orchestrated and meant to be part of it. And how can we doubt that? You know, how can we say, oh, you know, source, maybe you were wrong. Maybe you just like sent me the wrong dates or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's really you know, it's kind of denying our own nature when we don't trust that. Totally. Yeah. I, I knew I needed to create this thing. I knew it would be uncomfortable because it was new. And, uh, 
I'm grateful that I did it. I, I think that that's part of entrepreneurship too, is just like, if when you're curious about something and you feel that pull to create it and feels a little bit scary and like it's edgy and you haven't done it before, it's a really good thing to do because it teaches you something new. And I think it's so easy when we run our own businesses to kind of maybe get caught in this cycle of just repeating, rinsing and repeating the same things. And we need to challenge ourselves. We need to step outside the comfort zone. We need to learn and and uh, give ourselves those experiences because there's some like ahas and some really beautiful things that come out of it more than we could have expected. And then also we get challenged and we're forced to grow at the same time. Right. Because we can't think our way to knowing whether something is meant to be. The only way we can know is to actually throw ourselves into action. So I think you mentioned you have that tendency to just throw it out there and then figure it out. I think that's really the only way to do it because otherwise we start overthinking it and, you know, considering all of the possible outcomes and pros and cons. But the only way to learn what is meant to be is to be in it and co-create with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. So in that context, you work with a lot of people who have wellness brands, people who are spiritual teachers and authors and public figures. What have you noticed are some of the shifts in wellness brands and just overall creating businesses that offer, whether that's spiritual or health focused offerings? Because you know, being a content creator and on that side of what I do, I have shifted so much from someone who makes acai bowls with 25 ingredients to now just really being drawn to simplifying and finding magic and power in ritual and just being present in the moment. I'm curious how has that shifted both for what you see in clients, but also with your podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's such a good question. Um, well, it's interesting. I feel like my my program that I run every year, it just uh, informs a new theme of what's like happening. I think collectively, like right now, I feel like everyone in my group is in some way, shape, or form helping people honor their truth, and whether that's as a life coach, as a someone who's a wellness, uh, professional wellness coach, someone who's focused on career and honoring truth there, uh, something around honoring astrology or mindset. So it's, I would say that there's a lot of this like more inner work that people are feeling called to help others do. And I think that that makes sense because you know, our relationship with our inner world is very much informing how we feel. It's informing what we manifest in our lives and what life looks like. And I think all of us are beyond people who are conscious, more conscious than others. I think the the less conscious part of our collective is, is starting to seek, become seekers as well. Um, you know, not everyone, <laughs> but I think that this time that we've been living in is really made a lot of us question uh, how we've been living our lives, what we really want, because, you know, it's put things in perspective. So I'm noticing that, especially in this group, and also just other 
issues that are coming up. I think a lot of there's a lot of focus on the mother right now too. Uh, people who are building businesses that are designed to support women uh, who are new moms or have been moms for many years, have young children, because the mother uh, this year really this. 18, past 18 months has really suffered because uh, a lot of the childcare has fallen to women again. Um, a lot of women left the workforce and uh, because of, of the pandemic. So it's interesting. I've noticed a lot more people focusing on on women. And I think that none of that, neither of these things are a coincidence. I think it's because we are you know, the kind of people that step into wellness and personal growth are very uh, connected to I mean, they're healers. They're here for a reason. They're here to help evolve and uh, heal the planet in some way, shape, or form. So the, those bigger issues coming up are because that's what we need right now. So I've noticed that. Um, and then it, with my podcast, I, for the first time this year, experimented with solo episodes because it was really interesting. At the end of 2020, I was noticing that I guess maybe like the last quarter of 2020, I was noticing that it was becoming really challenging to book interviews with people on my show. And my show is exclusively interviews. And I started to do, you know, I was doing my usual outreach. I had an assistant helping me with outreach and it just felt like it was such a slog to get someone scheduled, to just get a yes. And I was like, what is going on? Like, and I could have easily been like, oh my God, like I should, I should stop podcasting. But then I asked myself, well, what would be really fun? How could I have fun with the podcast? Like, what is this telling me? And I was like, oh, I should do solo episodes. I could totally just do short and sweet episodes to offer value to my audience. And so I started doing that this year, which is really fun. And it took a lot of pressure off and it helped me, I think, be more intentional, even more intentional with with who I was having on the show. But then it just gave me the opportunity to connect with my audience in a different way and for me to talk about things that I was caring about in that moment. You know, I have had a lot of thoughts about different things that, that have happened this over the past 18 months, um, you know, from changes with Instagram and their privacy policy to, you know, people getting canceled on social media, you know, like there's just so much that's that's really forcing people to be quiet, to not honor their truth, to not be authentic, to feel like they have to hide parts of themselves because if they don't, people are going to attack them. It has never in my life been more clear to me that authenticity uh, is crucial to the evolution of the planet, to all of us feeling good in our lives. And I feel like this time is asking people to sacrifice who they really are uh, to fit in, to be accepted, to be palatable, um, to avoid the canceling. And that's a problem. And so I've definitely, you know, sh I feel like my podcast has been a space where I feel like I've opened up a little bit more than anywhere else about how I really feel about these things. And so I think that that's another piece of what's really important in our collective experience right now is that people need to stop hiding. Uh, trying to fit inside a box, trying to, you know, uh, you know, like I was saying, be palatable, avoid the, the angry mob. Um, you know, it's scary out there mm -hmm. and it's, um, it's not why we're, we're not here and to hide ourselves. We're not here to quiet ourselves. We're not here to edit ourselves. We're here to speak our truth and to, you know, I think you said to me, not be careful. Mm. You're not here to be careful. You're here to be, be yourself. You're here to honor the call in your heart to 
you know, you're not going to be liked by everyone. People are going to be assholes. Like that's just life. And unfortunately, a lot of people out there are really angry and hurting. And so there's a lot of that energy out there and it can be really scary and intimidating. However, the answer always lies in your truth. And so I think that there's a lot of speaking truth that needs to happen, honoring truth, being who you are, and then also, you know, healers who are addressing and supporting the bigger issues out there. Hell yes. We didn't come here to hide. We didn't come here to be careful. We didn't incarnate in these human bodies at this time to sit back. And there will be some people who don't agree with how we deal with certain things. And, you know, we've had conversations about this off the record, but I think there's exists this narrative in our culture right now that there's only one correct way to handle duality within social justice conversations, within politics, within health. And I think that there's more than one or two ways to um, perceive it. And each one of us has our individual truth. And there's a way to speak our truth without providing opportunities for anger, you know? So one of the ways that I've been guided to do it with the support of my mentor is to focus on what am I meant to create and how can I focus on what I'm here to contribute to the collective instead of fighting something that I don't agree with or trying to tiptoe around certain topics and going directly into them. What's the bigger mission here? You know, what did I come here to embody? What am I here to be an invitation for? And always remembering that I want to be an invitation for creation, for connecting people to that deepest piece of themselves that reminds them of love, that reminds them of oneness and not trying to get someone to be correct or to sound you know, politically correct, like all of these things, I realized that that's not my role in this lifetime. And um, I am on the same page with you that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you that really leaning into your purpose work, like why you're here, what you what, what comes alive in you, what is alive in you, as you would say, which I love so much. I feel like now it's like part of my vocabulary because of you. Shout out to Boyd Vardy. I really am inspired by him from episode 130. Oh God, it just, it's so visceral when you talk about aliveness. It's like, well, what is, what is in you that wants to be spoken, talked about, connected, written about, you know, like it's just such a, uh, it's so good. And, you know, like we've been talking about, each of us is here for a reason. We, we have certain gifts and qualities and interests and talents and passions for a reason. So I think if anyone's feeling like, oh, I don't know how to show up right now, like it's so gnarly out there, like what do I do? Well, what, where are you feeling inspired? What mm -hmm. do you, what's alive for you right now? What do you want to be doing? What would feel good for you? And it's like every single person on the planet isn't supposed to, isn't supposed to focus on every single issue out there. We're yeah. not meant to be the, the pioneer for all of the things. It's just not possible. We don't have the capacity. We need people who really love the thing they love and to go all in on that thing and go all in on the issues and the the things you really want to be part of making a difference around, where you want to have an impact. 
And it gives so much clarity and so much focus and and then you can put your energy towards something in a productive way versus like you're saying, try to fight against the current that is so powerful right now that the angry, energetic, like you know, divisive political current that is just, it's in, it's just too much. And so we have to just focus our energy where we feel called to do that and know that that's our little piece of the pie in this lifetime. Like this is where we're supposed to put our energy. And I think when we get caught in all the other stuff and all the stimuli and all the you know, we get hooked into that collective disturbance that's going on, all our energy gets drained right out of us. Mm-hmm. And we lose the that drive to like go do something. And and when we kind of unhook ourselves from everything and connect within, connect with the truth, connect with why we're here, and we put our energy towards that thing, then, then we build momentum, then we have an impact, then we can go somewhere with that. And I think that that can be such a like a North star in these times for us to just stay focused on the thing that feels aligned. Stay focused on the thing that feels right. And we know is our calling right now and letting go of everything else that doesn't. And it's okay to drop all those potatoes. Like you're not supposed to do everything. Just like we're not supposed to be able to know about all the bad news on the entire planet and in any given moment, it's we're not like are we're not designed to absorb the entire planet's suffering. Um, it's not healthy to be hooked into all of that all the time. So we have to. Otherwise, we're just going to be paralyzed. And like, what's the use in a bunch of paralyzed humans? Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> overwhelmed by all the emotion and the, the tragedy out there, we have to be focused on the thing that's going to help us make our impact. And I could not agree more with you on that. Mm. Yeah, you know, some of the reminders that really helped me within this conversation is, number one, we can disagree and still love each other. And there's no need to go into taking someone down or unfollowing or pointing it out. Number two is that it's our work, first of all, to do the healing within ourselves and our own lives. And we can't be these angry activists trying to heal the world because we are undercover healers until we address what is on the surface and wants to be loved within ourselves. And number three, something that I've seen happen over and over and over again is there are so many people that are such powerful lights with such beautiful gifts who have decided to not show up at all because of the fear of not talking enough about politics or not expressing their social views or not talking about health or, you know, so many topics that are divisive like that today. And like you said, it is scary to show up and talk about what makes us feel alive when we feel like there might be an expectation of us to be these all of a sudden political leaders. Um, Mm -hmm. But that is the invitation. It's you are a sovereign energetic being and certain things feel resonant and alive to you in the moment and certain things want to come through to you because that is the highest healing that you can bring into the world and when we deny that within ourselves we deny our own existence we deny our humanity and we deny why we've been put here on earth in the first place by trying to fit into the box of how we think we should show up Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough time to be a human 
it's uh, it's a lot. And I think that you know anyone that steps into the personal growth space or is spiritual or wants to do work in the wellness industry or just have a conscious business, you know, you're probably somebody who's sensitive, tapped in, empathetic. And, you know, that's that's sometimes a harder place to be. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like we can't continue blaming e- each other or making all these giant assumptions about somebody's views um, without having an actual conversation. You know, I think that so much of what social media has been doing is creating this like toxic assumption culture where it's just like, oh, they posted about that or they shared that thing or they didn't comment on this thing. They must be X, Y, Z. It's like so black and white. Whoa. It's, but that's not, (laughs) we have to take the time to talk to each other and try to understand each other. And we used to be able to coexist, um, you know, with differing views uh, before this, everyone was doing that. And it's possible to do it again. I think that, you know, once we're out of the pandemic where, you know, obviously we're going to be living with COVID-19. I mean, it's not going to go away, but, you know, once it's less of an issue, I think that that's going to take a lot of the stress out of things because then we can almost have more capacity to function and operate and tolerate each other. But when we have this like pain of, not having freedom to really fully live our lives, it's it's really hard. Uh, so I have compassion for people who are angry and, um, you know, but I also think that if we want to, ha- you know, put a little solve on the wound that is, um, the many wounds that are uh, affecting the collective right now, we have to do that, do that work to try to have compassion and try to understand each other and not jump to conclusions. I hear what you're saying. And I don't know if once COVID is not an issue, we're actually going to be more comfortable. My hunch is that it's actually going to be even more uncomfortable because COVID is this physical, tangible, I don't know if it's tangible, it's a virus. It's this thing that we can point our finger to and reference. But once that's not the biggest issue, all of the things that are within ourselves that have not been aligned for a long time as humanity are going to be invited to come to the surface to be burned at the fire before we move forward and continue creating this new world. And I might be wrong. I'm not, uh, you know, a fortune teller, (laughs) but I have a feeling that this is one of the many waves that we're going to learn to deal with, with more and more integrity and ease and harmony because we are going to be more spiritually, emotionally, and physically resilient humans. That's my hope. Yeah, I I agree that that's what's going to be the end result of all of this is is that we're going to be able to like move through any of life's challenges with so much more grace and ease after you know just the immense amount of challenges that we're we're being faced with now over the past few years i think maybe there's the optimist in me that's hoping <laughs> that things will be better once we are not like battling over, every headline isn't about masking or vaccines or covid and like there's just but the thing is like there's there's obviously so many other issues in the world and so many other things need to be addressed so you're right it might not it might not feel better it might be it it's once that space isn't filled by covid anymore other things are going to fill that space it will be really interesting to see what happens um maybe it's just for me like i think i'll feel relief once that's all 
I don't know, behind us. Mm. Because it, I don't know about you, but I have felt kind of like trapped by COVID. Like I, I feel, and I, I don't know. I, I just think that I, for me, once that's not as much of this hot topic or big button issue, I'll feel more relief. I don't know. Who knows? I'm yeah. hoping. I'm ho- <laughs> this. This is the hope I'm hanging on to here. You know, like <laughs> it has to get better at some point. I think it's also very different with a kid because when you're just an adult, you can make so many sovereign decisions. But when you have a child, you're making decisions for you and your child. And it's so many more decisions and considerations. It's true. It makes things more complicated. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just the beginning of this evolution we're in. And I, you know, it's going to be very interesting when we're old ladies to look back. Like, wow, (laughs) yeah, that was freaking crazy. And we did it. And like, I don't bat an eye now if this happens, you know, because I I went through that. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> God. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah, you know, I really also feel that planned consciousness is really taking the stage and is going to be more widely accepted. I don't just feel it; I know it. There's so much legislation that's happening around MDMA and psilocybin becoming legal treatments for a lot of physical issues that humanity is going through today. And then my own personal experiences, those have been incredibly potent, powerful guides through the journey uh, into the unknown and the journey of forgetting and then remembering and then forgetting and then remembering. And I think there's a reason that things like wellness became this huge wave and all of a sudden veganism became popular 10 years ago and then you know there was switch to paleo and then keto and then let's just eat intuitively but low sugar and maybe even find a biodynamic wine and grow a couple of our own tomatoes and it's such an interesting wave of different trends and knowledge surfacing to witness within my own life but also really in culture and i think the thread that unites it all is the rise of plant consciousness. It's us learning how to connect with trees, which have been brought up in this conversation, learning to connect with plant medicines, if that's something that speaks to us, whether they're psychedelics or adaptogens like ashwagandha or maca. Because in my experience, or even cacao ceremony, because in my experience, all of these things, they remind us of the nature that's within us that has the answers, that has the groundedness and the capacity to process whatever it is that comes our way. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the sound of that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I know. It's a really cool time to be alive. It even really though is. it is, Even though it is a totally wild and at times very uncomfortable time to be alive, it's really cool time. Like we're in a really big paradigm shift. Yeah. And there's no hiding. I think that's the biggest invitation of this time. We used to be able to tuck away different uncomfortable situations or aspects of ourselves, but now it all is really bubbling up to the surface. You know, I've even had some relationships that have been incomplete, that have been bugging me in my in my field. They have been coming up to the surface to get resolved because, you know, the message that I'm getting is you are up to big things and if you're moving forward with this, then it's time to clear out some of these old aspects of self, unresolved conversations. And it feels like that is the microcosm of the microcosm in our businesses, 
in our podcasts, in our social media presence. And one of the invitations that I also just got in a meditation the other day, I started meditating again recently. And, you know, before I did, I was kind of feeling anxious and just so lost. And then after a couple of days of just sitting quietly for 10 minutes, I was like, whoa, why have I not been meditating? This is where all the answers are. And so Mm. one of the guidances that I received was with Breakfast Criminals and the whole transition of that identity, I am almost waiting for someone to give me uh, a map or a permission or a blueprint of what the next step is and how I can merge those different aspects of myself and what I'm meant to do with that account. And I was shown that I'm actually meant to create that way because there are so many people on the planet who are going through identity shifts, including their social media. And social media is not going anywhere. It's taking different shapes. You know, short form video is a thing right now. We don't know what's going to be the thing tomorrow, but it definitely is a huge part of our lives. And it's not something that I'm ever planning to stop doing. I know storytelling is one of my healing modalities and ways to express my soul. So I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but the first step I was given is to just share my process of where I am instead of hiding until I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Uh, Yes, (laughs) I totally know. Yeah. I mean, I, I can relate because I think, I don't know, I'm somebody that is a little bit of a perfectionist. I'm a planner. I like to have everything figured out and then share. And, um, I think that we're, we're past that, that way of operating now where it's like, you know, there used to be all these rules around social. And I think, you know, which is why I admire you so much and how you approach it. It's just like, there's so much more fluidity and freedom. And to, I think that people right now are responding, um, a lot to people just opening up about where they are Mm. and, not being like, oh, I went through this thing and now I'm sharing about right. it, but no, I'm in it. And uh, this is how I'm moving through that. And that's really powerful. First makes you feel like, oh, wow, like they're going through something, like everyone's going through something and cool, they're opening up about it. And three, wow, they're sharing what's helping them get through that thing. So yeah, I I love that. And I, yeah, I totally, <laughs> I feel it. I feel all the things around the identity piece. It's, but it's so comforting to have conversations like this because we're not alone. Like mm-hmm. everyone's going through something. Right. And also knowing that this intention to share where we're at doesn't mean that we have to share every little thing we're going through or every big thing. You know, you shared that you had those panic attacks. And I don't know if you shared about them on your Instagram, have you? I think maybe I shared within the context of talking about postpartum mm-hmm. on the platform. I've definitely shared about it in my to my email list and on my podcast somewhere, but not like I didn't talk about it more than one time. Right. So you weren't called yeah. to and just honoring that, that there right. are going to be pieces of our personal journeys that could be huge pieces of our daily lives for a while. And if we're not sharing that, that doesn't mean that we're doing something wrong or that we're hiding. There's, I think there's particular aspects that are not meant to be shared and they're different for everyone. So it's this, there's no formula for it. It's just tuning in into, okay, this piece I've been hiding and it really wants to come out. And this piece is just my own to process and be with. And if I'm meant to share it, I will. 
And if I'm not, I won't. So kind of rewriting that idea that there's a formula on social media or in life because it's so different for everyone. Oh gosh, I totally agree. And I think that that really speaks to the the shift that's happening is like the way we used to run businesses, at least I used to run one in a really structured formulaic way. And now I'm really being invited to let go of that and try something different. And, you know, I think in entrepreneurship, we, a lot of people when they're first starting out are like, okay, like, where's the formula? Where's the thing that's going to get me to X, Y, Z? And the truth is you have to find your own pathway to the thing that you're creating and becoming successful at and having an impact around. Um, so I agree with you about the letting go of there needing to be a formula. That's been hard for me, but I really, I've since our conversation, I've really like let go of mm. that. And I feel so much more freedom and like so much less pressure. Mm. Yeah. And discovering our formula might mean observing others' formulas and I know for me, that's how it works. I observe how others do something and then something in me clicks and I all of a sudden have an idea of how to do it in my own way. So in the context mm -hmm. of creating your brand, I would just love to leave our listeners with some invitations from you, Blair, because this is really your zone of genius of maybe some questions to think about or journaling prompts or whatever you would like to share in terms of thinking about creating a brand and really getting clear on the aspect of our gifts that we are meant to bring into the world. Mm. Yeah, so happy to. Well, the first thing is really anchoring into who you are as a human. So your most authentic expression of self and defining what that is. I think a lot of times people struggle to create brands that are natural extensions of who they are because they're not very clear on how they show up in the world. Um, so I think taking the time to really define your essence, your personality, your your style, you know, kind of the inner um, and outer expression of you is very key to actually creating that tangible online presence that has photos and a message and a design and, you know, the, the social media kind of vibe to match that does feel like you versus a version of somebody else's brand. So I think just really anchoring into that, I think when it comes to the actual like meat of your brand and in your business and what you do, anchoring into like the, the past, present and future. So I kind of, in my, my program, I talk about your story, mission and vision. And so your story is your past. It is what is, it, it's what has led you here. It is that collection of pivotal moments and transformations, lessons learned that made you arrive in this moment to, and, and helped you develop that passion or connect with that passion to do work in the world that makes a difference. And so you want to take a look at all the things that have contributed to that and notice which parts of your story you feel really connected to, which lesson you feel the most passionate about, or maybe certain modalities you feel most connected to. And just kind of making note of that information. And then your mission is kind of that why behind it. So why are you here? Why does this matter to you to do this work? And why does it matter to the collective and your clients? What about what issues are you seeing in the world or what problem out there 
really are you passionate about helping solve? And what impact do you want to leave in this lifetime? You know, what, what do you want your legacy to be? And so really anchoring into that bigger why is also going to be a resource and really clarifying how you position yourself. And then the vision in the future is where you see yourself going with it, which is, you know, in the next five, 10 years, where do you see yourself? What pops into your head intuitively? What are you doing? Who are you collaborating with? Um, what are you known for? And so when you combine those three pieces, you're able to notice themes. You're going to notice different things that really make you come alive. And you want to use that information as a guide to to kind of your unique focus for your business, um, how what how you want to position yourself as an authority and what you want to be known for ultimately. And so, and how you want to contribute. So I'd say those are kind of two foundational elements to ensuring that your brand is deeply aligned from the inside out, that it feels like you, looks like you, sounds like you, um, and that the actual offerings and the material that you're creating um, are, you know, built from within um, and addressing a specific problem that you see in the world. And the way that you structure your offers is really developed from, you know, your collection of experiences and education so that you can create your own method and medicine around that. And then, uh, you know, so that's how I would approach developing those foundational elements of the brand. And then also just really just being connected to yourself. So having a practice daily where you are coming inward and really recentering because there's a lot going on right now externally and it's easy to get pulled out uh, you know, into the drama or to kind of compare yourself. And so you always want to come home to yourself. If you listen to this show, I'm sure that's something that you're already doing, but it's easy to forget. So coming home to yourself, connecting, asking yourself, you know, the question, which, you know, Ksenia has asked me, what's alive for you right now? Um, how do I want to support my audience? What is, how do I want to show up on social media this week? Uh, what, what feels fun and exciting to me? And how can I bring, you know, all the clarity I have about the work I want to do and, and share that? So there's kind of that internal work that needs to happen. And then the external presentation of it uh, is both intuitive and then also just really tactically making sure that your brand it looks, sounds, feels like you, um, and continually continuing to share what you feel passionate about and knowing what your audience needs from you and offering value. And so I don't know if that answers the question, but ultimately I think those are very foundational to creating a brand that's authentic and naturally magnetic. Yeah. These are such beautiful invitations, especially the one of creating quiet time to listen, because even if we have all of the best courses on the planet and we have a roadmap and a business plan, if we don't create the space to tap into what the next most aligned step is for everyone involved, we're kind of just hamsters in a wheel. So yeah, thank you. Essential. Yes. Thank you for these invitations. And um, what does funded by source mean to you? Mm. I love the name of the show. It means to me that the reason that all of us are here is supported. Like we're already supported in our purpose work. Mm. So you don't need to worry about it. You just need to follow that inner guidance and the signs externally 
and you're supported in doing your work. So it's almost like your business, your purpose work is funded by the universe. It's funded by your higher self. It's everyone's out there championing you and wanting you to do what you're here to do. And it just requires you to align from the inside out. Mm. Oh, so well said, sister. Thank you. I love it. Before we wrap up, is there anything, Blair, that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share? I don't think so. I mean, gosh, we got into all the good stuff here. No, I think that I just, I mean, I admire you so much and you're such a grounding force in what you do. Um, and the the invitation to really just honor your truth and be who you are, like, I don't know. That's all that's all it's about to me. And I think simplification, like you were saying earlier. Mm. Oh, simplify, simplify, simplify. That's what we're here to do right now. Mm. So no, nothing else really to to add there, but yeah, just just be yourself <laughs> and honor your truth. That's it. Yes. Love it. What is the best place or places for people to connect with you if they're called to? On Instagram, for sure. So at Blair Badenhop, B-L-A-I-R-B-A-D-E-N-H-O-P. And I uh, have a podcast called Brand Yourself. Um, the new season starting in January of 2022, but you can definitely listen to my library of 172 episodes if you want to learn more about authentic branding, um, taking this kind of approach to your business. And uh, my website, BlairBadenhop.com. Those are kind of the the key places. And if you're a mama or mama to be, you can go to postpartum.com, P-S-T-P-R-T-M.com and get lots of great resources there. Beautiful. Blair, thank you so much for this conversation full of presence and just being so true to who you are and to what you committed to in the world. And I'm looking forward to seeing how much changes you know, next time we speak on this podcast. <laughs> I know it's a pretty wild ride, but yeah, thank you again for having me. It's always an honor to connect with you. Mm, blessings. If you're moved by what was shared in this episode and not sure how to take action, start by writing it down. When we notice abundance and clarity in all shapes and forms and honor it, it grows. And if you're called to share the podcast with someone who you know is ready to receive it, follow that. Find all episodes, show notes, and current offerings on XeniaBrief.com. Subscribe to Xenia Brief Podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and take one deep breath into the knowing that's already within you. <laughs>